Okay, oh. welcome to squarespace.com, sponsored by Dos Cinco's. I mean, uh, sponsored by Dos Cinco's. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm not ready. <laughs> why, why aren't you? Why aren't you ready? No, I just wanted that to be the first joke. <laughs> oh, trust me, that's gonna definitely end up not, on. on not as sure. not as good as last week, but you're that guy who like waits three hours in line for a roller coaster, gets on, and one's going up. It's like, wait, I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't like heights. I don't like heights. I don't like heights. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I wave to the uh, attendant to stop the ride and ruins everyone ruin everyone's good time. Yeah. Hang on, I gotta go into Windows now. All right, we have to hack the main system CPU with the Visual Basic GUI. Yeah. Hack the IP address. <laughs> Start with me sobbing. All right. Yeah. So, all right, we'll count it in. Uh, count what? We're gonna count it in. Okay. All right. Three. Wait. Two. You're, not, you're recording right now. What are you talking about? I am. But th- this is for me, my cue. All right, so thank you for joining us for our second episode of the Dose and a Half Sinos or Cinco's, or depending on how the straw poll works out. We're still working on the title, uh, episode two um, of your favorite, now your favorite movie podcast. You can get rid of all of your other podcasts because we're definitely going to be doing this yeah, every week. Plus, for you. We're, we're clearly good at this. <laughs> um, um, speaking of which, uh, David, how'd quitting your job go? Um, that is actually happening this week. Oh, um, not last I, week? No, I uh, chickened out because I was afraid that they might walk me out that same day. So what does that uh, mean? I, well, because healthcare is still healthcare is still uh, is still valid until the end of the month. Oh. So if I got fired last week, they would have probably cut it off right away. So if I get fired this week, then I still get it for the rest of the month. So free dental cleaning and uh and dental plan yeah general health care you're gonna go to the doctor and get a root canal and all that on the same eye exam on the same day hey doc give me the works (laughs) i want the and give me a brand new teeth and then charge it to the company whatever it would you know what i want the deluxe package yes that's what i want or the one that that gives you the under you know the like the extra wax on top, like the, yeah, like the, the undercarriage, under wash. <laughs> like a car yeah, wash. under under the undercarriage wash. Yeah, you want that one? Yeah, uh, that's the one, the undercarriage. Yeah, that keeps gets you nice and fresh. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the plan, and then uh, I don't have anything back a backup for it. So does that um, mean is that this Saturday, or do you work Saturdays? I did work last Saturday, uh, and that's the reason why I was like, "Yeah, I'll wait till next week." And then mm. a bunch of crap hit the hit the fan, and customers are whiny, uh, whiny bitches. Cool. And uh, I got tired of it. I was like, "You know what? I think this is it. I think this is it." Cool. Mm. 
Just so. go go work at UCI. That's that's easy. And you get yeah. all the benefits. And you have to pay for parking to go to work. <laughs> yeah. I think we know someone who works there. Uh, yeah, what a sad who sap. Would, who, what, what kind of sad sap would work at UCI? I, know, I don't know. Who would, college. who would spend four years at a school and then continue to work there? I know. For a decade. For a Should fucking... we start the love-hate uh, segment now? <laughs> uh, has it really so, been a decade, Ben? <laughs> um, it's almost. Wait, holy shit. I have been there for a decade. Well, I mean, you know, not working, but... At oh, like, so school plus that now equals a yeah. decade? Yeah. Okay, well, that's not as disappointing. Yeah. That's still a long time to be at one place. Mm-hmm. It's true. Are you sure you actually worked there and you just haven't been failing the same class for the last six years? <laughs> I don't know. He, just, I could never pass the physical exam. Damn it. <laughs> Taro, just let me pass compilers. <laughs> I feel like I didn't get that one, but it was no, so funny. Because you, did, you didn't go to UC Irvine, and you didn't study computer science there. Yeah, so. yeah, why, why are you laughing? That was a mistake. Yeah, shut I up, probably, David. I God. probably should have done that. Yeah. yeah. That's what your dad said. Yeah. <laughs> no, my dad said, why are you no doctor? <laughs> this is too close, guys. <laughs> Man, this really is the Dunk on David hour. <laughs> well, you guys already said welcome to the Dunk on David uh, podcast. We're just going to turn this to a That's full like hour. The, of the maybe that can be like the subtitle The subtitle of our podcast. Dunk on uh, David. Kajam- the first one's Dunk on David. The second one's Kajam and Jam on David. Slam Jam on David. <laughs> just get more elaborate as, uh, as we keep it going. So, uh, as nobody who follows the podcast uh, goes, we are missing our fourth member. Uh, we have Stu, Ben, and then we are missing Sean, um, who is our resident hip hop aficionado, He's and the also the, the group. that's right. And then uh, and Stu AFK also mentioned again. last week that uh, he would be the only one who could sign up for Black People Meet. Yeah, I mean, it was a good bit last week. I don't know if we need to beat it to death. So hey, we. Do not need to beat the meat to death. We don't don't need to beat the black people meat to death. Oh, my God. Oh, Uh, there was a topic I did want to talk about. So this kind of has to do with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But I guess this will be a question for you guys. So have you guys ever left a movie because you didn't like it so much? um, I don't think I have. Like, you've never seen a movie so repulsive or something that's so off-putting to you that you're like, all right, I'm leaving. uh, I can't recall. Mm-hmm. I don't maybe, think I've ever walked maybe, out of a theater. Yeah, maybe once when I was a kid, but this is just this is I don't remember. Wait, you walked that. out of a movie when you were a kid? Yeah, that's why I'm saying like it maybe doesn't count because it might have been for another reason. Wait, what, 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 Stewie, what, what, Stewie, what, what? was it too scary? Uh, are you kidding me, dude? Uh, I was all about scary movies when I was a kid. Then why would you walk out of a theater? What, I don't. I'm just telling you. There, of all the movies I've seen in my lifetime, there's a there's a one percent chance that i might have walked out of one and i don't remember why god oh. this rugrats movie is so repulsive the way they control <laughs> tommy pickles how come reptar's not more on the screen uh actually when we were kids they didn't have a rugrats movie yeah they did when i was a kid they did well you're also like 10 years younger than us so oh, yeah <laughs> Well, here's my review. Sweet can. Anyways, anyways, Ben, Ben, get get on with the story. All okay. right. 
I heard this story from a friend. Uh, so they Wait, were. Wait, so this did not happen to you? This didn't happen to me, but I, oh, uh, I thought it was just so bizarre. Okay, I just wanted to get your guys. Okay, can you just just pretend like it happened to you then? Okay, fine. So I <laughs> was invited by my friends to go see a movie. Right, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh-huh. Okay. About an hour in, my friend next to me, the one who invited me, mm-hmm. said, "Hey guys, I have to go take a dump." Okay, cool. Thanks for telling us. He leaves. Right. We keep watching the movie. Another 30 minutes pass. We get a text. Check on it very discreetly. And it says, hey, I lied. I went home. Bye. Wow. He said, and the reason was okay. he just did not like the movie at all. Now, wow. I understand, like, saying this is kind of going to the edge of my comfort zone, but saying that you didn't like a movie so much that you'd, like, leave, but then, you know, wait outside for your friends or something, or, you know, go do something else until their movie is done. But he, this guy completely dipped. This guy just completely... Like, how, how was much he... of a friend is this person? Like, is it an acquaintance, or...? I know the guy. I met him once, and... Well, obviously, because you so... went to the movie with him in this story, Ben. <laughs> oh, yes, I mean, of course. Was he the driver? Um, no, they all, all went there by themselves. So that was the other thing. They oh, all okay. they all met up, but the guy just left. Well, like in the context of that group, are they all like if it was like you, me, Ben, and Sean? Like, is it that level of like Sean dipped from the in the middle of the movie? Yeah, imagine that. Okay, that's really weird. Yeah, I I mean I. I just wanted to get your guys' input on this. I mean, at yeah. what point does it just become kind of weird? I mean, I understand... Instantly weird. Yeah. I, um, I guess if you really didn't think that it was your cup of tea and you wanted to go home, then I still guess you though, go home. I mean, I, still. It's I, like, yeah, I mean, I, I've never been so repulsed by a movie where I'd say, hey, I'm leaving, you know, and you know, <laughs> throw my popcorn on the ground. Right. And, and like, stamp, flip off the, the little screen while I'm walking out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if how far in can you still get a refund? Uh, I don't know. I've never actually done that where I said, "Hey, I didn't like the movie. It made me upset. Give me yeah. a refund." Yeah. Because maybe because you're not a monster. What like... you do that? No, 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 no. So my my experience actually comes from I worked at GameStop with with Sean for over a year, and there's a rule that the ESRB, uh-huh. the like rating system for the games and stuff. Yeah. If it is mature uh-huh. and then the parent, even if it's open, they're returning it because they think it's too graphic or it's not suitable for their child. Mm-hmm. We are obligated to offer a refund, even if it's open. Oh, I, I did not know that. So I don't know if that still if that same principle applies to movies, especially if it's like, oh, if you you know thought that, you know, the movie was going to be was going to be a certain way and then it was more graphic than they were expecting that they could still go out and go, Hey, we didn't watch the full thing. We would like a refund or we would like, you know, tickets to redeem for, I, I don't know if they give you a refund. They might give you a ticket for something else and be oh, like, Hey, you just, you, yeah, they redeem this for another time or something like that. Cause I know for a fact that, um, I had a friend of mine, they, her mom, Took her to go see um, what was that uh, vampire movie with uh, Twilight? No, Twilight Megan Fox. Two. Oh, Jessica's body or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she thought. I don't it was think just... she was a vampire, but continue. Or whatever. Uh... <laughs> Jennifer's body, Jessica, whatever. Je- yeah. Not important. Uh, Megan Fox's J- body. 
Megan yeah, Fox's so, body. Continue. <laughs> Megan Fox's body, and she sold it to her mom as a, a movie just on like was just like vampires, and I think it was the same time like Twilight came out oh, with oh, the books and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, it's like a Twilight, and it's like a high school like vampire, blah blah blah. Yeah. Boy, was her mom like in a complete shock what happened during the movie. So, so yeah. So you know, I I don't know if they. They never told me what happened afterwards, but her mom was not happy about it. So, I mean, to get back to Ben's story about the person he knows he saw this movie with, mm-hmm. uh, I would just not talk to them ever again. <laughs> Dude, just like we're all hanging out. Just see the movie. Like, yeah. If you want to talk crap about it, talk crap yeah. about it. How are you going to talk? How are you going to talk crap on it if you don't stay for the whole thing? Yeah, I know. Also, I mean, it's a long movie, but I, mean, I don't want to get into it the you know that until later but you know that's is a weird thing uh that person uh is weird and your friends who saw the movie uh should feel justified um in the feeling weird about them okay yeah did they ever get an explanation at all or he was just like yeah i didn't like it i'm gonna go and they're like yeah i guess that's okay no uh so we did talk about it and they all kind of agreed yeah this is a little bit weird but they didn't really know how to handle the situation. I mean, the guy just left. It, it was. Just... I mean, I know how you handle it. You just don't invite him to see movies anymore. Boom. There. Problem solved. Yep. Shabazz. Welcome, welcome to the to the problem solved podcast where we take <laughs> everyday problems and offer solutions to them. Oh, uh, but there was a weird aside to this. Uh, I went to go see a different movie, and this is the closest I've ever been to walking out, and I still didn't. Um, have you guys heard of a movie called Hardcore Henry? Yes, that was the. F- I remember you told me about this. Yes. <laughs> no, what is Hardcore Henry? It is a action movie shot entirely in first person view. Oh, because you were feeling sick. Yeah, I literally like I think maybe thirty minutes into the movie, I felt terrible. I felt like I was going to like vomit right where I was sitting. <laughs> so I just took out. I was wearing a hat. I took it off. I just stared into it up on the floor. <laughs> and I was like, okay, if I vomit, like, I'm vomiting in my hat. It's like a pseudo walkout. <laughs> and so I had this lovely experience of watching a movie through just audio. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it was I, great because, you know. I know how blind people feel, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. Welcome to blindpeoplemeet.com. Wow. Black. <laughs> Blindblackpeoplemeet.com. Anyways, I guess we'll just get progressively more offensive as the episodes go. Uh, until we're just like full on, just like clan rally, like cross burning like uh, episode 65 or something. So I'm, I was thinking about posting these on YouTube because mm-hmm. uh, more mediums, right? YouTube right. and then also on and, uh, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. but they need an image. Are we just gonna go with a hood for yeah. for image? I think I think if we do a, do a YouTube video, like we can like put in stills of like whatever the stupid thing is we're talking about. Interesting. Yeah. And to really you know sell it and get a lot of views, we just have to get a picture of all three of us with our mouths gaping open, and yeah. that will definitely just get all the clicks. Yeah. Or we just, you know, put in some kind of, you know, some cleavage takes up most of the thumbnail or a butt yeah. shot, maybe some under put a hand. Yeah, and then we, and then when you click the video, that thumbnail ever never appears. So, um, so uh, aside from that, anything anything else interesting come uh, happened to you guys recently? Um, not really. I'd say the 
I, one thing I when I, I did go to the movie this last weekend, it was the first movie I've seen solo since. Uh, and this is going back a ways. Three Ten to Yuma. Oh wow. That was, that was a Christian Bale. That movie from like 2015. No, I think it was way longer than that. I think it was like 2011. <laughs> yeah, it was like early 2000s. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that's one on Christian Bale, right? Christian oh, Bale two, and uh, 2007. Oh yeah. shit, that was that, a lot. Man, 12 years ago. Uh, yep. Who directed it? It was the guy who did Logan, right? Um, James Mangold. James Mangold. That's what it was. Yeah. Ooh. But yeah, Christian Bale and uh. What's his name? Gladiator. Russell Crowe. Yeah. yeah, Gladiator. Um, yeah, so that that was just the only kind of interesting note I had. It's the first movie I've... And also, um, I was in a row all by myself. Um, wow. there, there were other people in the theater, but luckily everyone bought tickets for seats uh, not in my row. Nice. So, which also made it weird for me a little bit when I was laughing. I felt weird laughing at scenes. <laughs> Because I'm like, you were by yourself. Like, yeah, it just because you were thinking it wasn't collective. It was just you awkwardly laughing by yourself. Yeah, and everybody like yeah, watching it, and going, that wasn't even funny. Yeah, it felt a little weird. Um, but I got past it. You know, whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was probably the only. That was the highlight of my week, I would say. Well, getting a bro by yourself is definitely not easy. So I, I guess that counts. Hey Ben, what uh, update do you have for us? Last week I said that I was starting the show called The Boys mm-hmm. on Amazon. I just finished it, and for the most part I enjoyed it. It I'm was for the butt, but it did feel a bit rushed. Mm. It felt like it kind of blazed through some plot points, like just really quick. But aside from that, the humor, the I, the way that it was shot, it was very. I guess cinematic is the proper word for it. Oh, so it was like almost like a mini movie for every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was, I don't know, it was um, something, like, <clears throat> I guess the production quality really struck me as pretty high, and it, it just kind of took me out of the moment, you know, it was, or in a good way. It, it was something that really brought Drew me you in. in? Yeah, drew you in. You know, okay. It, yeah, it really demanded your attention. So if I'm kind of interpreting what you're saying, you wish that it was instead of eight episodes, it was like 10 or 12. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think it could have benefited from that. It, it, I mean, there were definitely some points where it just kind of mentioned some, something important and then that's it. And now it's established for the rest of the story. But aside from that, yeah, it was really great. Uh, I watched it with my girlfriend, Letty, and she... <laughs> while she really enjoyed it she said that there was just some parts that were a little too uh a little too graphic a little too gruesome is that possible like too much blood huh? yeah is that, I, is that even possible i guess so i mean it, i mean there were she... definitely some uh grotesque parts but i yeah. i thought you know that that was something that i don't really you know shy away from or I don't think there has been a movie where I say, oh, man, that is just terrible. And I've seen, I think, I, yeah, I saw a Serbian film. So. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I did not see that one. Okay, either. well, do yourself yeah. a favor and don't do it, David. Yeah, yeah. There's, just reading about what happens in that movie is bad enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I read the Wikipedia after I heard it came out. I was like, oh, yeah, not happening. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the, the imagery in the show kind of gets a bit uh, out there. So, 
Okay, now I'm very interested. I gotta see this now. No, it's it's pretty funny. It's a pretty good show. It's um produced by Seth Rogen. Uh, Do you think... actually? Huh? Sorry, go ahead. Oh well, he actually has a small cameo in the show, oh. but um yeah um I believe I think that it was really well casted. Like everyone fits their part amazingly. Uh, but what were you saying? Do you think it might have felt like it felt rushed because it was kind of like a like Narcos uh, season one where they didn't know if there'd be another season, so they had to like kind of blast through all of it in one? I, I'm not sure because, um, well, when they premiered it, well, I think a week before they premiered, it was already confirmed for season two, so I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But it, that could have been very well the case where... Yeah, you know, Seth Rogen decided, hey, you know, let's do this and let's try to fit as much as we can in. So right. uh, I could see that. I could see that where they didn't give them enough of a budget. But I'm hoping because of the success of season one mm-hmm. that they would be given a larger budget and right. maybe given enough time to do what they need to. I mean, right. so far I've been seeing it being received really well. A lot of people have been talking about it and saying how much they like it. So, yeah. yeah. If you're a fan of the superhero genre but want a little more bite, something a little darker, I'd highly recommend checking out The Boys. It's on Amazon Prime. So speaking of uh, things that we saw this week, I actually went back and watched uh, Superbad um, just to see how I felt about it compared to Booksmart because I know that we were talking about it last week and that was one of the um, comparisons that a lot of people were making. And you know, for a movie that's – when did that movie come out? Super Super bad. Bad. Yeah. 2008. For as old as yeah, 2007, same year as uh, 310 to Yuma. Oh yeah. This is the uh, 2007 uh, show. 2007 episode. Yeah. Episode. <laughs> um, even for a movie that is 12 years old at this point, it holds up incredibly, incredibly well. And I actually preferred it over Booksmart, even though Booksmart had a lot more recent. Uh, it's more relatable, like right now, based on the uh, the social environment that we have now, mm-hmm. um, or the social climate. But I still preferred Superbad. I felt like they the characters played off of each other a little bit more. I think it has to do with the fact that there's a third storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though you know Booksmart was really good, I still think that you know Superbad probably still takes the cake between the two of them. I just I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of how old I was at the time when I was watching Superbad the first time. <laughs> that it okay. probably seemed a little bit more relatable. But I feel that, you know, for for me, I would definitely still lean toward Superbad versus uh, Booksmart. But I could see a lot of where there was a lot of the inspiration that was taken on some of the aspects. And, hey, you know, I'd not obviously not to dumb it down or anything like that or just go down to its base elements. But... Um, you know, trying to, you know, fix something or try to fix their entire, like, senior year or their high school just by, by going to a party and then kind of seeing all those different things uh, running through it. But it was definitely good to see it on its own, um, separate from uh, from Booksmart, and then getting a chance to see Superbad afterwards and really, really appreciating the, the movie that was at that time. Okay. Uh, uh, just to add to this, I have never seen... Super bad, but what? I did see books for right now, right? But I know, right? Ben, get off the pot. Hang up. Okay, okay. so well, new segment we're this gonna be good. adding is movies we need to see together because apparently uh, Keith has never seen. Uh, what? Uh, yes, so we need to see King Kong Skull Island. That's one, right? 
Um, and then now we need to add Ben to see super bad. Yep. So, God, how, then why did you laugh at the McLovin uh, reference that he made last week? Because I know about McLovin. He, I know about just, the references. Because he just wanted to be part. He just wanted to be included. That's why. Um, well, doesn't wow. everyone want to be loved? Yeah. <laughs> but really, I, that's, I find that so hard to believe because it was like such a, it was so like big back then. I know, and, and I just never watched it. I don't know what happened, but I never watched it. But anyways, um, your point about the third storyline in, uh, in Superbad versus uh, just focusing on the girls in Booksmart, I kind of agree with you on that. Like, even though I did enjoy Booksmart, there was definitely some dead air. And it, I mean, not that much, but there was some where they try to, I guess they try to fit in this small sideline story involving Jessica Williams. And uh, man, I don't remember that guy's name, but he was in uh, that Netflix show, American Vandal, which was amazing, by the way. I love American Vandal. Uh, but yeah, the long haired comedian kid from American Vandal and her, they had some sort of romance some weird student teacher romance and i don't think it really stuck too well i think teacher yeah if you remember that see i don't remember that part and that doesn't didn't stick out to me at all yeah so they tried to jam that in and i mean it was a very small part of the movie but it kind of faded in oh wait you're talking about the teacher jason sudeikis no not jason sudeikis that's the principal Uh, uh the teacher was jessica williams um she had a fling with uh, one of the students. That oh, you're talking about uh, the one guy who who ended up going to Google. Yeah, yeah, that would be. It. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't remember his name. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Yeah, I. I, uh, I feel... Edward uh, Eduardo Franco. Wait, is that really... he played he played Theo? Sure. <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember his name or anything. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, yeah. long haired dude. Yeah, that's yeah, the one. yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I I mean I got what they were going for, but I I didn't really feel like it was terribly funny or anything, or it really contributed to anything. Yeah, I don't know. it wasn't offensive or anything. It was just like, oh man, that that wasn't really that funny. I don't even know yeah. why it's there. It, it was like you could have used that for any other thing. Like I understand like the role of the teacher was like this mentor role where you're going in and trying to. Um, kind of coach the girls into kind of getting opening themselves up into a more like fun lifestyle, I guess, and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, but at the end of the day, I was just kind of like, wow, that seemed, I don't know, to me, it felt really forced. Yeah. Like yeah. they wanted to have this, this kind of tabooish, they wanted to touch this taboo topic and then they wanted to kind of just like make it more tongue in cheek. And I was just like, ah, I don't know if it really worked on this, but I mean, it was funny, but I didn't think it was completely necessary, and I think it kind of took away from some of the merits of the movie in, in general. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right, we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be right back with your box office rundown and this week's movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Stay tuned. So welcome back. Um, we're going to get into our segment. We call it the box office rundown. Number one spot is the brand new Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw movie. Uh, number two is Lion King down from number one. Uh, number three is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which follows suit from two down down to three. Spider-Man fall, Far From Home follows at number four. 
then is followed by Toy Story at number five. Yesterday comes in at number six. The Farewell comes in at number seven. That was the movie that uh, Ben was very interested in. He saw last week. Uh, number eight is Crawl. That would be our um, our supernatural, no, not supernatural, disaster movie, yeah, disaster uh, crocodile alligator yeah. movie. Uh, number nine is Aladdin, surprisingly, for week number 11 again. And then number 10, surprisingly, holding on to the last spot, still in the top 10, Annabelle Comes Home. So, uh, so I just had a, one quick note I wanted to make. I'm not sure. Gonna go, I'm not, I won't go too deep into this. I feel like a complete uh, idiot. I mean, which is, you know, most of the time. But because um, <laughs> after I listened to last week's episode, I realized I kept saying Spider-Man Homecoming when I meant to say Far From Home. And then I even uh, got like uh, I even uh, got like mad at one of you for trying to correct me so <laughs> pretty much so it's okay don't worry uh, we moved on from david is always wrong podcast to now Stu can be Stu, wrong sometimes Stu, but david's still more wrong than anything well, else podcast Stu, Stu is wrong about something and gets mad at you when you try to correct him correct him, so. <laughs> even though it was correct even though uh, you were right <laughs> Well, that's and then, okay. and that's... then berates you for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think looking at this list, I'm not too terribly surprised. For me, in general, I feel like the Fast and Furious movie, sixty million dollars at the top spot. That is be that good. I think what's what's surprising me is that not only is it have a higher uh, tomato meter than the uh, Lion King, but it also has a really high audience score. So. Uh... Okay, so to me, actually, I'm not really too surprised by how or by uh, Hobbs and Shaw's performance. I kind of expected it to premiere at number one. There was a lot of hype going into it, of course. You know, it's a Fast and Furious movie. Okay. Usually pulls in a lot of viewership. Um, the Rock has been on a, a very steady stream of taking control. Well, I feel that he has been taking a lot of control over the movies that he's been in, curating it very, very carefully. I mean, looking at all the previews and everything and all the marketing, I mean, you could almost say that it was His Dwayne movie. The Rock Johnson, the movie. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, yeah. come on. I mean, we're yeah. Going. We're, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, and I don't have a problem with that. Because, I, I don't either. I mean, yeah. it, it's just that, you know, it, it, it seems like it, it was made to be like a super well-crafted crowd yeah. pleaser, you know, a real guess, good popcorn film. I guess I just had the sense that, it. I was just worried. I guess that it wouldn't have done so well. Um. I based on nothing. It's just like a feeling I had. But ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, I think, and I wish, like, I feel like some of the movies that The Rock has been in kind of get dunked on from time to time. But like, honestly, like The Rock for me is like probably one of the coolest people in Hollywood. I would say, because like, you know, I follow him on uh, social media. And he just seems like a super cool dude, like super down to earth, like and like really hardworking guy. So, yeah, uh, I think um, there was some stigma against him, like uh, in his earlier in his earlier movie you know, profession. Mm-hmm. It, he was you know, trying to make it porn in. days. <laughs> yeah, his porn days. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and here comes the rock. Dwayne rock the Cox Johnson. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> I mean, there was that whole period where, you know, he was trying to break into various roles. He had, like, what was it, like the, he was in Gridiron Gang, he was in uh, the, the Tooth Fairy. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> was, 
Yeah, no, he's just taking odd jobs and just trying to, you know, make a name for himself. But now, you know, he is, I think he is, it's ridiculous how much you have to pay him to be part of a movie. It, mm-hmm. It's like, um, what was it? There was a story about how much a movie studio would pay just to adver- to have The Rock advertise on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was this, you know, they did some looking around, see how much pull they get. I mean, it, that in itself is a good investment because of how many followers he has. So if he's plugged in for something, I mean, you're going to get a good return on it. Uh, yeah, he definitely holds his weight because if you look at the last uh, five movies that have been released... Right, he came. When did he join the Fast and Furious? Was that five? I think so. Okay, yeah. so four or five. Yeah. Uh, if it, was, it five. was five, so five. The first weekend was eighty-six million. Fast and Furious six first weekend was ninety-seven million. Obviously, the biggest one is Furious seven, which was one hundred and forty-seven million first weekend. Uh, Fate of the Furious, which is the one right before this one, that's the one where everybody could feel the tension between uh, Vin Diesel and uh, Dwayne Johnson. That one came in at 98 million, and then Hobbs and Shaw opened at 60 million. I mean, just The Rock, just you know, Dwayne by himself covers about 60% of that, and that's an incredible amount of pull compared to, you know, the Fast and Furious movies. You have so many more, so much more star power, like combined. That it's just like, wow, by himself, that they didn't, like you were saying before, right? He has so much pull that they didn't want to lose him, even though he had so much, like, negative chemistry with the rest of the cast. Yeah. Yeah, that they were like, all right, we don't want to lose you. We're going to keep you in the series, but it, you're going to get your own movie. But isn't Idris Elba also in this movie? Yeah. Yep. So, the, I mean, for like Superman. Yeah, so for me, I, I, I'm i a huge fan of his, so... um. I definitely want to see him in that. I haven't had a chance to see it though. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So, I don't know. Maybe because I don't know if there's many more movies out this week. I might. Maybe that might be. I'll go see. I'll go see that for my. Maybe we'll see. Okay. So maybe. Maybe I guess the headline is just uh, Fast. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Don't sleep on it. Um. Obviously, number three is the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We'll be talking about it a little bit later. Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Stu, have you still not seen it yet? Uh, I still have. I was actually pl- trying to. I I wanted to try to do a double feature when I went to go see uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but then I saw that Once Upon a Time Time in Hollywood was two hours and fifty minutes, or basically, and then <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's a lot of movie watching. Um, so I have not seen it yet. Almost. Yeah. If it's that, out that, this weekend, I'm I might try to do a double feature if Hobbs and Shaw, if I see Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Well, I definitely tried to watch a second movie, but after watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to watch The Farewell another day. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let's see. Running down a little bit further. Obviously, yesterday moved up slightly. That was actually kind of interesting. Uh, Toy Story stays pretty much where we thought it would be. We'd already talked about Crawl. Um, and Aladdin, um, obviously that goes to the same breath as the Lion King, which we discussed last week. Um, let's see what we got. Annabelle comes home. Obviously we've dived pretty in depth for there. Um, the farewell, that one was, uh, something that Ben, you said that you were kind of surprised that it jumped, uh, you know, I think three spots from last week. It did. And well, I think it's attributed to the fact that 
there that was an increase in the number of theaters by 274 theaters so that's a good poll but uh well the average did go down but that could go because of the number of theaters and the number of screenings probably so uh still it made a good amount and it's in its fourth week and it's moving up that's uh that's actually pretty rare to see yeah so yeah, we did, definitely oh, go ahead. Where was it where was it last week I think it, uh, was it was at number 10. Oh, wow. Okay, so... Yeah, so that's you know, for that's a good. really good sign that a lot of people that are watching movies are being more selective and not just, just picking, oh, whatever's at the top, just continue to keep doing that. And there is support for more artisan-type films, and I can definitely see that because uh, on AMC, they're, they're even advertising it as like an artisan film. So I All thought right. that was really interesting. Same thing with, like, uh, was that Peanut Butter Falcon? Yeah, or something that's right. coming out. So I, I think AMC is doing a really good job to be able to prop up films that probably don't have the marketing budgets to be able to go after stuff the same way that like Hobbs and Shaw does, or um, you know, obviously the Mouse and stuff like that. So, but I think that wraps up our box office rundown. We'll be right back after uh, these messages from Blue Apron. Let me tell you guys, I didn't know how to cook till I got Blue Apron. Blue Apron is a food service that sends food to your door with easy instructions on how to cook delicious meals like carrot and uh, quinoa <laughs> ginger salad and uh, car- carne asada with uh, uh, balsamic sauce. Balsamic plantains. They're real delicious stuff. So uh, come on down to Blue Apron. <laughs> Down Blue. <laughs> what is are you a car dealership? Come on down to Blue Apron. Dude, we're never gonna this get good sponsorships if you if you keep screwing. Memorial Day up. sales. <laughs> Blue Apron, bring the kids. No, Labor Day is coming up. Memorial Day is already passed. This is for next year. Oh God. <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome back to the Dose and a Half Sinos podcast and uh we're going to go into this week's movie which is once upon a time in hollywood but joining us actually is one of our featured podcasters it would be sean viegas thanks for uh coming on board hi sean hey thanks guys just had to you know carry the load right yeah no, <laughs> oh, we've been, we've been oh. struggling without you here we mean he carries the load carry the load right is, is yeah. that what i do yeah, we're gonna yeah, get, I'd on, say we're that's gonna get on your right? yeah, we're gonna get on your back right now, and you're just gonna <laughs> carry us the rest of the way. Okay, so we're we're gonna pretty much just get out of Sean's way and just kind of let him talk for the next. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna so. I'm gonna kind of tune go, out, go get, a, just, go get uh, a drink or something. Yeah. Um. So we did general introductions last week. We learned a little bit about Stu, learned a little bit about uh about Ben, obviously myself, and um, a little about ourselves in and in that also in the at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Just so our listeners know, uh, Sean, uh, tell us a little bit about you in general and then also like kind of your movie background uh, and, and what do you bring to uh, Dose and a Half Sinos? Well, you know, what was that, 10 years ago? Every Like we were all in, in colleges and stuff like that, so it was kind of hard to get everyone together to watch movies. So I would always go and watch movies on my own, actually, usually on release day, sometimes on. Don't you still do that, though? Hey, you guys do it too now, right? Come on. I've done it once. I started the trend. <laughs> we, we actually were covering the... Yeah, you, we actually just covered this a few minutes ago. Before. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
love watching movies. I like to keep up with current releases, and then. Um, so you say you're more like like because I from what I can tell is like it pretty much any movie any movie it doesn't matter what it is it seems like you you're like their release day Dude, like, almost like it's pretty much and I think trailer the initial trailer of the movie has a big impact as far as like if I'm gonna like it or or if I want to watch it or not if I like the trailer there's a pretty good chance I'm gonna watch it whether it's the type of genre I usually watch or not. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we is like, for example, if we did a quick run, like if we just discussed the top, the the top ten just a few moments ago, uh, a few meow moments ago, if you will, like of of those ten, like I don't know if you have if you're if you have the uh, IMDb page pulled up or sorry, Rotten Tomatoes page pulled up. So there's like Hobbs and Shaw, Lion King, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Obviously, you've seen Spider Man, uh, Toy Story four. Like, would you of those like you know that list of movies would you say how many of them would you say you've already seen out of the ones that you've listed all of them how about yeah. how about yesterday yeah. the farewell crawl aladdin and annabelle i didn't see those releases interesting okay. top, top five. five top five only top, for Sean. at least at hey, least at least i mean hobbs and shaw i don't think was top wait was, was it top, are you top five as for like Money? Making, yeah, making talking, money? or yeah, like yeah, yeah, I think it is money. Yeah. yeah Box right, office. Oh, I see that. Okay, I just saw the list. Uh, yeah, is yeah, yeah. You can say top five, at least. Top five for sure. Then if, I'm assuming you saw Aladdin. I didn't actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm kind of waiting. I'm on the that. only one who saw Aladdin. I guess so. Ooh. Okay. But I think usually we we I I'd say we can count on Sean for like the big the big ones that come out um definitely to have be there on day one. Yes, yes. Rider right. day one, ride or die. Ride or die. Yeah. Sean's our Sean's our boots on the ground guy. Like <laughs> like Sean, tell us what it's what's going on there at the the Edwards and West Covina. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And he's also our resident uh, Cruella expert. Yeah, Cruella, all things EDM, and hip-hop. Yeah, that sounds about right. He's yeah. our resident yeah. expert, yeah. and also P90X. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 so if there's, a, if there's bang, ever, also. Bang, yeah, bang. Bang. If there's ever a movie Watch about my... EDM, then we were just going to let Sean talk about it the entire time. <laughs> movie podcast so um but yeah no thanks for joining us sean on the on the podcast this is definitely uh this is the the core group this is the day one guys obviously sean wasn't available for the first episode but i think we'll be okay um so let's talk about the movie for this week that is once upon a time in hollywood shut up everyone shut up ben shut shut up wait so, so i have to shut up too no everyone else shut up i'm telling them to shut up so you can talk oh you you, you said ben shut up no sh- sh- so shut up so now i'm shut shutting up, up. I'm, I'm doing what you said i'm doing okay fine god okay movie synopsis once upon a time in hollywood once upon a time in hollywood oh my god are you reading this you knows view of Hollywood in the 19, well, 1969 in Los Angeles. It most famously uh, has to do with Sharon Tate and Charles Manson during that time. But we are also following around the fictional character of Rick Dalton and his uh, trusty sidekick slash stuntman Cliff Booth. As, the, as time goes on, we get closer and closer to this inevitable and horrible ending that is the Charles Manson murders. 
So, <laughs> so I'm obviously not the brightest uh, lamp in the tool shed. Um, I did not realize until Ben just said this just now that this was in relation. Everything's falling into place right now. That it, this was in relation to to Charlie Manson. Um, Charlie Manson. I'm Charlie Manson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that makes sense because one of the one of the things I was actually wonder well I mean we can get into this later but so Dude. for me and I, this I kind of want to tie this in back into what we were talking about at the beginning with Ben um, about his friend because in my opinion I thought this movie was great I loved it um, despite it being uh, almost three hours um, I thought my bladder was going to burst. Uh, halfway through the movie, but I was not about to get up and walk and go to the bathroom. And then uh, miss something crucial? Yeah. Dude, I actually did miss a part. Um, oh, no. oh, man. Okay. We'll get into we're, it, we'll get into it in the spoiler okay. section, but I wanted to try to kind of tie it back into what Ben was talking about earlier, where his friend walked out an hour into it. I don't know half an what... Hour. Half yeah. hour or an hour? Half an hour. Okay, that's even worse. I don't know what happened in the first half hour that could could cause that to happen. I don't know. I that, think it was pretty close to the Bruce Lee area. But Might still, but like even then, it's Bruce Lee. Why would you walk out? Uh, we'll cover that later. I okay. actually have something I want to talk about during or okay. for that scene. But just in general, Stu, you mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah, loved I would. Movie a lot. I would. I would rate it. As far as Tarantino movies go, I, it's up there for me, probably but right behind, uh, like, uh, Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So. That's, well, ooh. as for, for Tarantino's uh, quote-unquote last movie, then if it's going to get up to the echelons like that, then I guess then he did, uh, you know, he did what he needed to. If yeah. we're going to be putting it up at least, those guys. At least for this viewer. Okay. Uh, ben, general review... You know, thoughts, feelings? I really, really liked it. I'm with Stu on this one. I didn't really have too many complaints. Uh, however, you know, watching it with some people, I did hear some complaints about it. I can see what the issues were. I mean, for a Tarantino film, this was oddly... Long? No, not long. Uh, this is... You know, about the same runtime as any other Tarantino, or well, around there. Uh, it's it was oddly upbeat. That that that's it. Yeah, it was oddly hmm. upbeat. Okay. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, it was yeah. It, I, I don't know. I mean, you you expect all this mishap and all this tragedy to befall the characters, mm-hmm. but it, it somehow had a very positive outlook at the end, or well, throughout the whole movie. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, not I mean, to get too much like, away, but yeah. Yeah, I get. I mean, I guess it also does kind of tie in without really telling it ties into kind of a darker story that doesn't yeah get so <laughs> so that was the other thing about it uh, i could see why a lot of people would not like this um so when i went with my girlfriend uh she mentioned that she was a little bit lost and she noted that it was a lot of it seemed like rambling to her and you know she wasn't really too invested in what was going on because she wasn't she didn't know what was so important about all the characters or what was going on so okay. i um, I would say that this movie does almost require a little knowledge about how Hollywood works, and uh, as well as the historical significance of uh, Sharon's hate, particularly. 
Uh, without it, I don't think you're going to get as much enjoyment out of it. Although, Stu, it seems like you did. I did yeah. enjoy it, and yeah. I think now that, you know, that there's the fact that... It, Some I historical realized, value. Yeah, it, it ties into that. It gives it makes it even better. So, someone, simple-minded person like me still enjoyed it regardless. Yeah. But I can definitely see how knowing the context would enhance your enjoyment. Yeah, so I really want to dig into that later. But um, okay. overall, I really loved the film. It was... You know, uh, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, they were both, oh my god. Like, they killed they fucking, it, dude. Very yeah, dynamic. Yeah, they they killed every scene they're in. I was just like, yeah, give me more. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, keep definitely. Random there's shit. some scenes I definitely want to talk about when we get towards the spoiler section. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and even Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate, you know, that was oh. fascinating. So, yes. it was, I mean, she legs. didn't really have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Let me tell you, tell, let me tell you about we the feet. Probably... <laughs> I spend the entire podcast talking about Margot Robbie and, and her feet and everyone else's feet. <laughs> uh, but, um, um, so do say, you have a rating uh, or anything for that? Yeah, yeah. I would say that uh, this is you know pretty up there. Um, I would give it probably 8 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. I and, would, uh, uh, yeah. I, let's hear, I want to hear from our newest member. Uh, yeah, Sean, what do you think of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Okay. Uh, I did like the movie, but I... As far as um, tier list for like the Tarantino movies, I'd probably put it in the bottom half, and that's probably because I didn't know a thing or not very much about Manson Family and Sharon Tate. So that probably didn't help. I think that the thing that really um, like makes it for me is definitely like Brad Pitt, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like I think Brad Pitt's gonna be nominated for supporting actor. Just he carried the movie for me. Leo yeah. was awesome, also. But, um, yeah, like, I didn't really understand at first, like, the purpose of Margot Robbie's character. I was like, she's just, like, smiling and dancing the whole time. She doesn't have much dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. what? So I got pretty lost, like, at times. Yeah. And I noticed that this is definitely, like, probably one of the more, like, dialogue-heavy Tarantino movies, which I'm okay with. Um, But there were parts where, like, I think it kind of dragged. But it definitely picked up, like, the last 45 minutes of the movie, especially, like, the way that I like the way it ended. Makes right. sense, especially yeah. when you compare it to Ugh. like the like the uh, Inglorious Bastards. I yeah. like the way that that ended, even though it, it wasn't accurate to like the actual history. Yeah, that was like a, a classic Tarantino type exactly. ending. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was awesome. Um, but I, I did like the movie. As far as a rating would go, I'd probably give it like a seven out of ten. Okay, um, so I'm probably in the same camp that was with Sean. Um, I after listening to some of the names that came up uh, during the movie, that's when it kind of caught my attention. I was like, oh, this is related to something. So I had to actually go back, and after the movie was over, I was, you know, sat in my car and was, like, reading over some of the things that were related to the Manson family and to kind of, like, the way things were done around that era. And then a lot of stuff started clicking for me. So I wish I had known that beforehand before watching the movie because I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more but without having that background or that knowledge I probably would have to give it like a 7 out of 10 because I felt a little bit lost based on a lot of the dialogue was referencing certain you know certain uh, people from that era or from that time in that historical context and I felt like that kind of went over my head and you know one of my coworkers I was speaking to about the movie mentioned something very much like that and he goes this movie is a movie for film buffs people who know about 
how the way films were shot back then. I mean, I won't take anything away from the the actual shots that were taken or any of the acting that was done because DiCaprio and um, and Pitt both definitely stole the show um, for the entire thing. But of course, they're, they're also the leading characters. And um, but just a lot of the cinematography was really well done, and I think it was very reminiscent of the way you know spaghetti westerns were shot. Um, but obviously updated using modern technology, you know, using drones to be able to get that same, you know, panoramic shot that they're getting for some of those scenes and stuff like that. And those were really, really cool to see. Um, but without the background from before, I definitely felt like it dragged a little bit. Um, but now knowing what I know, I think if I went back to go see it again, I think I would have a little bit better historical context and I think it would be a little bit more engaging. I think for me, because I, 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 I'm kind of on the same uh, in the same boat when you mentioned the parts about it dragging, but it didn't feel to me. I it was like the parts I noticed it was dragging, but it didn't feel to me like other movies I've seen where it's like, oh, this is dragging. Because um, I think I was just so taken with like wanting to get back to like the the Brad Pitt scene, Brad Pitt scene, or the Leo scene, uh, or like story arc that they were going through. So for me, even the dragging parts were enjoyable. Um, but I mean, I did notice them as well. So, if you guys have any, uh, I don't know, suggestions or any tips for anybody that's planning on seeing this movie, uh, what would you say? Like, what would you? How would you prompt them? Would you tell them, "Hey, would you go ahead and, you know, read a little bit about what happened with the Manson family and kind of, yeah, you know, Sharon Tate is yeah, that sure. that way you get a little bit of more historical context. Obviously, you're not going to find Leo's character or Brad Pitt's character. I would stay away from, you know, any of the um, you know, spoilers or anything like that, which yeah. would be stuff that's coming up, you know, later yeah. in our podcast. Probably just, probably just like I, one thing I'm doing right now is I just pulled up Sharon Tate on Wikipedia, and that <laughs> just opened up all kinds of, you know, it just revealed yep. a bunch of info. Yeah, wormholes, uh, you know, rifts in time, uh, space time uh, <laughs> are opening up right now. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like revealing a lot of information that probably would have been good knowing uh, going into the movie. Yeah, I, I think it did definitely added the layer or element of the movie-going experience that, you know, uh, was quite enjoyable if you didn't already know what was going to happen. Right. So I, I think knowing that information going in definitely transforms the experience into something. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because, I, think, I mean, it's Tarantino. You can't yeah. really expect that even if it were to follow, like, to the T, a historical context, he's going to put his yeah. own spin on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think even for me, at least, even without knowing, being completely clueless to the historical context of this movie, I was it was still like I think that just speaks to how much I liked it. Yeah. To to just not even be aware of that and and still enjoy pretty much every minute of it. Yeah, I mean Brad Pitt was just so goddamn charming the whole movie. I uh, mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, there's some stuff I really want to talk about. So. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, if I can sum up, you know, the way the four of us feel is pretty close. You know, we got a eight out of Ben. We got a. I don't uh, think I gave mine. Um, yeah, you gave it a what? A, let's see. On a scale of stubbing my toe on a coffee table <laughs> to, to dunking on David Chen, I give this. I give this movie a blasting Nazis with a flamethrower. Oh, that's pretty good. sauerkraut. Yeah. To give it a uh, an actual number, I'll give it a nine. Right. Oh, Ooh. I was really Ooh. hoping you were just All right. nice. it's like top, it top three. All right. 
Actually, well, I'll I, say nine too. I mean, oh, well, okay. I, no, I'm going to say it's a that. ten then. Oh, okay. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> here's the thing. He <laughs> no, put it I'll up see. there, with, but ten would be pretty close based on where nine. you play it. You place it right. Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. Those were two movies that were nine and a half, ten easily. Yeah. For me, because so, I, I I haven't seen all of the Tarantino movies. Like I haven't seen uh, was it Jackie Brown or Jackie Brown? Yeah. Yeah. But. Okay. Of the ones I've seen, even including this is including the Kill Bills, um, I would for me it, it rates above um, the Kill Bills. Um, oh, what? Wow. So. Well, I, I know some guys who want to see Kill Bill three, but no, we'll, we'll we'll dive down that rabbit hole yeah. a little bit later. Uh, any other final thoughts before we uh, move proceed to the spoiler zone? Yeah, the spoiler zone. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think anybody I anybody else? That's it. Okay. All right. Anyone? Well, Anyone? you guys. Have... That's it? All right. Or John, Ben, say anything before David, you know, forever hold it's... your peace while well, I'm still talking. Go um, time to spoil. Do it. All right. Well, you guys have been forewarned. We are moving into the spoiler zone at this point, which means that we will be unpacking the entire movie, talking about, you know, whatever we whatever we feel was very uh, uh special to us and uh, you know, really getting into it and you know, putting our feedback on and talking about all that stuff. So um, you've been warned. You are now moving to the spoiler zone, and we'll be doing a uh, deep dive in the movie. So we'll uh, go ahead and get into it now. So I feel like, Ben, you really wanted to talk about something, so we'll go ahead and we'll start with you. Uh, well, I mean, I have a lot of stuff to unpack here, but uh, one of the things I want to Wait, wait, can we start, about... Ben, can you start with the thing? Is this going to be in relation to the person the walking sure, out? Sure, no, your friend walking out. Oh, um, you said. Oh, I, I guess yeah. We could we can kind of talk about can we, that. Can we start there sure because I'm really curious. Okay, so I mean, I believe he walked out at the part, or shortly after part with Bruce Lee. I want to say. Like the first, Denver. like the first Bruce Lee scene. There was only one Bruce Lee scene. No, there, there's two. There, I mean, like there was one shortly after that, and I feel like I saw him a couple where times. Where he was training. Uh, uh, it was the. Yeah, which actually happened the, in real life. Yeah. Was it the Bruce Lee, uh, Brad Pitt scene? Yeah. Oh, and then also he was training um Brandon also, right? Did they show Brandon? I think they did. Did they? Yeah, they I just want to saw like young Brandon, Brandon Lee. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think I, I remember that too. But anyways. Yeah, so. but it, it was in more relation to the uh the, the Bruce Lee Brad was Pitt. He, fight. Was he so offended that uh that they depicted Bruce Lee being beaten up by someone who doesn't know uh, martial arts? I suppose so. I mean, I know that it has We're, definitely been a hot topic. Oh yeah, this Bruce Lee's like daughter was mad that they he was yes. being depicted improperly. I yeah. I mean, I like Bruce. I love Bruce Lee, but I did not find I didn't get any sense. I thought it was like a funny scene. Not yeah. triggered. Not triggered not, at all. I was not triggered. I was anti-triggered Whoa. actually. Anti-trigger. Yeah. Anti-trigger. Wow. Yeah, I know a lot of people are saying that you know he he was depicted poorly and it was not giving a good representation but i honestly am not seeing the argument here those well, for people me. those people who say that don't understand that all the tarantino movies that uh, i was talking to a of mine he was the one who gave me the background that tarantino apparently takes a lot of movies that have a historical like context and then follows them to a certain point and then decides that and then has his universe has the parallel it's like parallel to like the way like real like uh actual reality happened 
but in yeah. like a parallel universe that's Tarantino based, right? So, you know, the way Inglorious Bastards ended, that's not the way Hitler was killed, right? Yeah. Um, same thing with the the Manson murders. Like, obviously, the Manson murders, like they actually killed Tarantino. They didn't, yeah. you know, stumble upon you know so and so's like you know room, and then they got their asses kicked by a dog and a stun yeah. double. So. The, you know, I understand that people want to preserve and stuff like that, and I feel like this like social justice warrior crap is still like it's prevailing all over the place. But I feel like this is an artist's interpretation of the way history should have played out, possibly. And I think that you know some people yeah. take it too far. Was so was your was uh, going back to Ben's uh, thing about this was were they was that the actual part they were offended by or I. I honestly don't know. I didn't get a, a clear answer was, about that. I just anything, know that he did talk about that. Uh, was anything more? Was there like something like gruesome that happened before that? I don't remember no, anything. There like wasn't, there was no, really the whole anything. movie was pretty vanilla up to that point. Yeah, I think he literally was just bored and he just left. And that might have been just like the the tip icing on the cake. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, honestly, I didn't really. See much get of it. Offend- I I didn't get really offended by it. I mean, um, I mean, if, if you're seeing a Tarantino movie, there's gonna be something that offends someone. Like, that, like yeah. So isn't that like a guarantee? Isn't yeah. That like one of the things he writes, and then there's like, I'm gonna piss you off at some yeah, point. Yeah. So it's up to the per, it's up to the viewer to, to like know that that's coming and like not you know get all bent out of shape about it. It's like going to see a Guillermo del Toro movie and then. Being like, like, why does it have like this like uh like if, you know mythical kind of background to all of this like, stuff? I'm if, like, dude, if, shut up. If the Lion King had just like a four minute sex scene between uh you know whoever, like okay, I could understand people being offended because that's not what was supposed to be shown or happen. <laughs> Wait, it doesn't happen in the movie? Well, not in the uh, Western version. In the Japanese version, however. <laughs> oh, I think that's the one I watched. Oh, it is based on oh, the okay. Japanese version. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll get into we can we can dive into that later, but oh, just like um, the <laughs> <laughs> into Nala. Yeah, uh, that's her name. Yeah. yeah, it took me a few minutes to remember her name. Um, Nala. Yeah, Nala. Anyways, but yeah, so I just that's weird. What? Yeah, what? Um, I don't know if you guys know. I I made a point not to try to look at this part up, but like I've heard some people are were offended or they they were critical of this movie uh, for whatever reasons. Do you guys know? Yeah, like uh, I follow. Mostly... Oh, I want to hear from Sean. Shut up, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, uh, I know. Like I follow like Bruce Lee's like social media accounts, which are handled by like his his daughter, mm-hmm. and posts that she re- uh, recently made. Um, yeah, they they were pretty. I wouldn't say like offended. They were just disappointed in the way that he was portrayed, and I definitely see that. But. I thought it was uh, I'm Bruce Lee's like my hero and I mm-hmm. actually wasn't offended. I liked it because well I like the scene particularly because it's supposed I think it's supposed to show how much of a beast uh, Cliff Booth is, you know. Like yeah. basically I didn't even see it as like Bruce Lee lost. It's more of yeah. like they they I, ended at like a standstill. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I want to want to touch on that too cuz I for me it wasn't so much about Bruce Lee getting beaten by Cliff. It was more like Almost, if anything, it was like kind of like humanizing Bruce Lee a little bit because everyone always pictures Bruce Lee as being like this unstoppable, you know, unbeatable force. And then you have this depiction where it's actually maybe not the case 
And it wasn't so much that he was beaten, but it's, yeah, like you said, they kind of ended in a stalemate. So, Or that it took okay. him, like, beat, like throwing him against a car to be able to, like, right. put and him I on think, even ground. I, I, uh, I, I wouldn't even say that the that scene was... I don't think that's the purpose of that scene. Well, to me, anyways. Um, I thought that the purpose of that scene was to kind of depict Cliff Booth as this, like, wild card. You know, he was, you know, really hard to get along with in a work capacity you know you, you know by that time you already get the story about how <laughs> there's rumors going around that he killed his wife and everything uh kurt russell's character is already really hesitant to work with him and right when he gets on set what does he do he takes on the legend bruce lee in a fist fight like uh he's a little wild he's a little out there you know mm-hmm. uh, the whole uh, movie kind of builds up on that you know uh mm-hmm. there's that you know that shot of them always driving down that hill coming down from uh Rick Dalton's house, right? Yeah, and, a little wild. Oh, and he always drives into oncoming traffic technically. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's weaving in and out of traffic like that. So the whole film pins him as this real wild card, mm-hmm. right? And uh and, so him going against Bruce Lee, you know, like yeah. the immortal right. Adonis Bruce Lee. Yeah. yeah. I I would say that it was just showing how much of how reckless he was. Especially on yeah. work on a work set, and he gets kicked out right. because of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he works really hard to try to get him yeah. on the set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that for me, like that whole everything about him, you know, like you mentioned, dri- him driving uh, recklessly, all that stuff, to me fit like his character so well because yeah. I mean, he's a stunt man, so you would kind of expect maybe some someone who's a stunt man to kind of live dangerously, like. Their, their job is to do dangerous things, so they probably, you know, it's doing dangerous stuff on a daily basis does not mean anything to them, so. Yeah, and I, I do want to say that uh, there was an interesting kind of parallel in this movie of how, uh, you know, Rick Dalton is going out pretending to be a cowboy this whole movie, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, this movie was actually a Western and that, you know, Brad Pitt's character, Cliff Booth, he was actually, yeah, in a Western. You know, mm-hmm. he he helps out this girl travel, goes mm-hmm. to this wild, uh, lawless town, right. and he goes, confronts the locals, tries to save someone, and he actually, you know, gets into a fight with them, and he ends up fighting a cowboy. So that's uh, that's actually I did not even notice that until you said it. So yeah, yeah that is a the damsel in distress. The, yeah. the the only thing that was All missing the, is the you know one of the girls being tied to a train track, or, yeah, some, <laughs> or someone being sent to the gallows or something. No, it, it was pretty funny because at the end it kind of reminded me of uh, one of those wild saloon fights. You know, uh, yeah, you know, everything's yeah. going crazy and wrong, and like you know he's just wrecking house. And then they even mm-hmm. had like uh, uh, I guess this kind of falls into the whole spaghetti western thing, but uh, you know the Italian woman, you know. Right. Oh, uh, screaming in the corner. Screaming, yeah. screaming, and then she gets a cheap shot in, and then she mm-hmm. like, you know, does a cartoonish jump and runs away. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it all uh, kind of ties into that. This is like a uh, a twisted spaghetti or a twisted western. You know, a western in Hollywood in 1970s right. Hollywood. Yep. That's yeah, so uh, there was a lot of parallels that were in there. Like for example, a friend of mine, uh, he he referenced the fact that. Um, the movies that he, the director of the movies that, you know, he ends up going to, uh, Rick Dalton does in Italy for the Spaghetti Westerns. The name of the director was Antonio Margaretti. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. name that w- that they used as a f- Italian filmmaker in Inglorious Bastards. Right. Oh yeah. right. I thought that sounded familiar when I was it, yeah. it rung a bell. The the bear juice character, right? Mm-hmm. He used that name. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of like it tells you like Tarantino, all of his movies tie in somehow. Okay. And I mean, that, obviously and... there's the red apple cigarettes. Red apple cigarettes. Oh yeah, that <laughs> was very obvious. That, you know, run through. I can pick uh, out the obvious stuff. Oh no, I barely I'm good at that, that one out. I waited till the very end. And I was like, why did they mention? Oh, I get it. I waited till the uh, post-credit scene. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, these are awful. These <laughs> are the worst picture. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I was, you know, I I felt like there was something that I was missing, and then so that's why uh, I had to like look up. I was like, why does that name text sound so familiar? And then it seems so odd to me that they changed their mind so quickly at the very end. Um, when they were driving up, and I was like, wait, why are they trying to... I remember they were like, oh yeah, we're supposed to kill everybody in the uh, the Tate house. I'm like, why? And then I was like, trying to figure it out, right? And then mm-hmm. they go into the other house after they back out, after Rick Dalton like hits on the hood, and they back out, mm-hmm. and then they decide that they're going to go kill him. And it's like, yeah, we're, let's go kill the people who taught us how to kill or whatever, right? And right. Yeah, but I was like, man, why is this... All these names sound so familiar, right? Um and then I went back and I was like reading it afterwards. I was like, oh, I totally get it now because Manson wanted to sign a, uh, they wanted to do a, uh, he wanted to sign a like a recording, like, uh, recording contract with the, the previous guy who was living there before Sharon Tate moved in. And then that's the reason why they wanted to go right. kill them and stuff like that. And obviously there's the whole history about that and stuff like that. But um, one of my favorite things was apparently there was a leak. Uh, before the movie came out, I think it was like during the the same week that it premiered at the uh, film festival, that they were talking about somebody who was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe Bruce Lee comes in and saves the day at the end of it." And then, <laughs> but everybody who had already seen the movie, they were under uh, embargo, so they couldn't say that that was not the way it ended. So there was at least I think a good two, like a week and a half maybe, where everybody thought that they were like. I mean, they they put out Wikipedia that, that that was the ending to the oh, movie. Yeah, was like that, they they team up right and they take yeah that the, the yeah there's an alternate ending in the yeah, you know the Blu-ray or whatever where that happens that would just that'll just be. I think he's probably going to shoot it at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they already did. That would be awesome. Yeah, what if? Yeah, maybe that's the ending that person saw in that screening. Um, but that oh, would be amazing. Uh, kind of go off of the whole uh, that historical accuracy, you know, of those, those three people that were supposed to go to the Tate household. Uh, like I said, going into this, having the knowledge about what happened to Sharon Tate and the Manson family in general, uh, I think it really builds the movie in a different way than you would have seen it without that knowledge. Uh, going into it with that there's like this sense of dread going. You, you, you see all these scenes with Sharon Tate and you feel somewhat, you know, sad knowing the final outcome of what's going to happen. You know, she's, you know, she's happy. She's living her life. She's just doing all these simple things like buying a book, going to see her own movie. And she, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing bad about her. She's just living her life. And then when we get to the third act, we start seeing, you know, the narrator really uh, brought emphasis to the time and the day. And it was, I believe, August 8th or something. 
the day that the murder happened. And right when it gets on screen, you get this sinking feeling in your gut thinking, oh, my God, I guess we are going to see what happens. Right. And it gets mm-hmm. closer and closer and closer. And they even get to the part where Sharon Tate was, and all of the people in the household were uh, I, I think they were playing the piano or something. Was that it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 There, uh, during the uh, the murders, or after the murders, uh, one of the things that was observed during the crime scene was that they had the sheet music for the mamas and the papas on the piano. So that was another piece of uh, evidence right. that kind of stuck oh, out. Oh, so almost like a red herring that he wanted you to think that it was going to be an exact like replica yeah, of what exactly, exactly happened. That it's like, oh, here's all the evidence. Like yeah. we're setting the scene that they're going to get their they're going to get destroyed. And you're going to watch it in Tarantino fashion where they have to, like, black out the entire scene because mm-hmm. there's going to be so much blood all over the place. People are going to get tied up, and then they're uh, going to, yeah. you know. Although, and then... I don't think they would have blacked out. I think, he <laughs> yeah. shown, I think he would have shown it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are other things lying around, like uh, that cowboy text. You know, he was, you know, one of the perpetrators. An and actual one day, person, yep. Yeah, when they mentioned his name and all that. It was just, like, leading up to this yeah, this finale that you probably don't want to watch. And then, of course, it go makes that it makes the best turn. Oh, <laughs> my, it was so good. Yeah, he that, comes that, out with that the left. margarita. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, Jeez. I gotta say, I'm the more that you were discussing like the historical context of this, the more yeah. I'm yeah. feeling like a total idiot not having because <laughs> I feel like I've had I known that I would have had a completely different experience, like you said. Yeah. Uh, but to me, I was just totally clueless about what was going on. I thought it was just some stupid hippies that were mad at uh, whoever. I don't know. So, but yeah, I, it, it all makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, all <laughs> the hippies, even the names of all the hippies in the ranch, like uh, when they went to go visit, when Cliff went to go visit the set, like, uh, what are all real? Squeaky. Yeah, Squeaky, um, the owner of the ranch, George Stan, is that his name? Uh, George, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. George something. Uh, but, yeah, that was all real. Yeah, I mean, wow. he was old. I mean, they were fucking him for in exchange for allowing all the hippies to live there free charge. Wow. Uh, yeah, so a lot of historical accuracy to it, and it all built up to that great finale. I really liked how they did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, before uh, yeah, I don't want to dump dive into that finale part yet. Um, yeah, yeah. But um. So yeah, so uh, Sean, did you? What was your favorite part? Um. I really like the part where, like, when Cliff, yeah, they they show the ranch for the first time, and like, oh, dude, like it was like super awkward, and you can tell like something was gonna go down, like right. the whole build, like I really like, I felt it, even though like you know Cliff is supposed to be like this crazy stunt man, you know doesn't yeah. fear anything, like I was still like fearing for like dude was something worried. was gonna happen, yeah, like oh, you know, um that part uh, for sure, and then of course like the finale, but um. David, what about you? What was any scenes that you enjoyed particularly? Oh, um, don't Bruce cry in front of the Mexicans. <laughs> the, the, the Bruce Lee scene was really good. I really like the fact that <laughs> that he threw Bruce Lee into a car. <laughs> oh he my! Crushed God. a car like oh, Street Fighter God. style. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That was that was hilarious. Yeah. That was really good. I really wish Bruce Lee was in more of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. That would have yeah. been really nice. Maybe um, maybe we'll get that you know special ending in the uh, director's cut. Oh, that would be so awesome if that was the ending where he comes out of nowhere and starts kicking everybody's ass. That'd be awesome. Um, I definitely really liked a lot of the scenes where it came to uh, the ranch and when Cliff goes into the uh, 
Because I thought that it was going to end up in a, like a misery situation where he was going to get like locked up. Yeah. Like yep. he was gonna he was gonna turn the corner and the guy was dead in the bed or something like that and and then he was gonna turn around and she was gonna whack him with a pan or something like that. I really right. thought that's what was gonna happen because yeah, it was... up, up until that point there still wasn't that Tarantino like stamp or that trademark that you had seen. Like you could tell like a lot of, he's using a lot of different. Uh, cinematic cuts and adding a lot of different like scenes and stuff like that to be able to kind of frame it. But the way the anticipation, the build up to that point, I thought that we were going to see a huge fight. We were going to see a ton of blood all over the place. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I kind of was thinking about it and drawing comparison to what something we talked about last week, which is, which was mid Samar where when I, I remember when I was watching that scene, I was like, this is what Midsummer like could have could have been trying to do, where you, it was building up the entire time. As soon as uh, Cliff got to the ranch, it was just this sense of unease just keeps start. It starts to build up and build up, and then right when you think something bad's about to happen, it kind of like, like it, I, it nothing happens, and then like it. But I feel like it did it in a like a good way, like like as opposed to just like well, how Midsummer did it. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I guess there was a there was a climax that build up. You know, it was building the sense of uneasiness, like you said, going through. I mean, there were a lot of disturbing images when they entered the house. You know, that mouse that was yeah. or that rat that was stuck on the floor. All you know, it was disgusting in yeah. there. Yeah. And then you know, I mean, they threw a, a, yeah. another curveball when you find out, oh, he's fine, and everything that Squeezy told the Squeaky yeah. told him was like completely true. Right. You know. It, but, it, it yeah, was it kind was of like, funny. It was like it, it's kind of like that nervous laughter kind of thing. It's just yeah, like, ah, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. believe. It. It was it was like, like, why would why were you lying about this from the very right. beginning? Why just say that he was fine? Just let me in. Why are you making yeah. a big deal out of this? I mean, um, for me, for me, sweaty sweaty hippies is disgusting enough imagery. Uh, oh, I saw enough uh, so. armpit hair. I think for <laughs> for <laughs> one movie. <laughs> see enough feet though. I did not see enough feet. Oh, much feet. feet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all, all the feet. Oh, More feet, yeah. please. I don't know. I was actually kind of disappointed at how little feet there was in a Tarantino movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think one, uh, one of my favorite scenes, and I, I know we've been, it seems like we've been focusing very heavily on the cliff arc, and so, but I wanted to discuss one of my favorite scenes, which for me was like, like I'm, I'm not like, Oscar, uh, I don't, I don't submit any uh, recommendations for Oscars or anything, but um, the scene in particular where um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was, he was trying, he was, he found out, he had just found out he was, you know, he's playing the heavy, um, he's playing the, you know, the bad guy, and so he's trying to shoot that one scene with um, Timothy, uh, Timothy Oliphant. That scene, yeah. yes, that's right. Yeah, and so he's in there, and like, so they're, they're kind of like showing you the movie as they're filming it. Which I thought was really cool too. Yeah. Um, and then like he's doing it, and then like he starts to fuck up his lines. Yeah, he breaks character. <laughs> and he, and, he, and the way that he like, like not only did he have to act in that scene as that actor, he had to then break the scene in you know it's like so many levels like meta acting where then he's like starting to panic because he forgot he fucked his lines up, and now you can really see him losing like kind of losing his cool, but then he gets it back and. And then the scene afterwards where he's in the trailer just, like, just losing his shit. I thought that whole sequence was, like, one of my favorite scenes. 
Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that scene. I mean, uh, I read somewhere that actually uh, Leo in the trailer freaking out and you know beating himself up about messing up those lines was actually just him improvising. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, which is a very very rare in a Tarantino film, but yeah, uh, Tarantino just told him to go crazy with it, and he yeah. improvised that whole scene about the do 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 do. I'm gonna I'm gonna blow you I'm gonna blow your brains out. If you don't <laughs> and uh, I think my favorite part of that whole freak out was that's it, I'm never drinking again, and then yeah. he's taking. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that was for me. That was one of my probably. If not, uh, other than probably the ending, that was probably yeah. my favorite scene. And just like, I don't know, for me, like, that was like really good. I, I was like really taken with it. Like, I believed that he was playing this actor who was having a breakdown because he couldn't remember his lines because maybe he was drinking too much or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the best acting I've seen in my entire, <laughs> entire life. I mean, even that scene was great, too. So I know. <laughs> so good. Oh, my yeah, pushing her down and everything, and then afterwards his remorse. He's just like, "Oh, did I hurt you?" You know, and it's, it's just like, like oh. heads. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's why I'm saying like it was very odd to see this kind of movie where it's so you know a beat, so lighthearted. You know, like uh, Leo coming out on top after that. You know, he's better than he thinks he is. You know, he's not a washed up actor. He was really sad at the beginning of the movie, saying like, I've, "I'm a has been." You know, I have nowhere yep. else to go. And then you see, you know, his talent on set. You know, being able mm-hmm. to take that role and elevating it to something else. Yep. And then getting his shot to be able to be in a Roman Polanski movie because he saved, uh, you yeah, know, Sharon Tate and them. Yeah. Well, him yeah, and well, well, mostly Cliff, but but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he he did. Uh, he did the work. Torch somebody did, with a. He did work. Yeah, I'm not saying he didn't. Yeah. Can, can we talk about that scene now? Can, can we talk yeah. about? Yes. It? We We've can. been dancing around also, it. Also, real quick. Um, I think one of the things, another scene that just kind of like, I think immediately grabbed me and had my attention for the rest of the movie was because they, uh, in the beginning scene, they were shooting it at Musso and Frank. And I had just, oh. I had just been there, um, a couple months ago, I think for Father's wow. Day. Wow. Does it look the same? So it was like, yeah, it looks exactly the same. Like it's pretty, it's insane. Like, so, well, I'm obviously they didn't, they shot it there while it looks as it is now. Um, but from what I told, what I was told that like they haven't really, it's pretty That's much it. the same look it's yeah. always been. They've maintained it from before. Yeah. I mean, this movie just, it screams old Hollywood, and it doesn't in a very tasteful way. That's definitely something that I'm sure he was trying to portray, and he did, a, and Tarantino definitely preserved that for sure. Yeah. So that was like a easy hook for me because I was like, oh, I know that place. I, you know. So. Did you have a martini while you were there? I wow. did not. What? Now, Dude, now we can go there and for. do that. Yeah, now we yeah. can go there and do that. Oh, yeah. So anyways, fast forward to the ending. Oh, my God, the ending. Jesus, like, the, the payoff for that, for, I mean, for everyone, you know, whether or not you know anything about Sharon Tate, Charles Manson. You can just hate hippies, really. Like, yeah, really. That was my take on it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, if you just, you know... Just want to see some good old-fashioned Tarantino violence. Like, mm. oh my Oof. gosh, what a treat! Like, <laughs> I mean, even the build-up to it, it was amazing. Like, you know, just, Brad Pitt just 
fucking tripping on acid. <laughs> oh, you're thinking that's not Are really real? happening? <laughs> I'm as real as a donut. <laughs> oh, but you know that line that he says before, like, all this stuff happening? He's like, who are you? And then yeah, uh, Tex I'm, actually I'm says... Dev. I'm the devil. The devil that was to do the devil's work. That was an actual statement from the Tate murder. Yeah. Night. So... Which is even better, right? Yeah. I was like, dang, this is the version I want to see actually happen in real life. That should have happened. But I am the um, I'm here to do the devil's work. <laughs> it felt so weird because, like, it looked like he had already, like, I, I don't know. Cliff looked like he had already killed one, and then he keeps bashing her head into, like, different, like, posters and then <laughs> on the mantle and then on the table and then on the floor. I'm like, dude, how much punishment can this person i'm like dude i don't even think you're holding on to a skull anymore it's like <laughs> just this i don't know it's like what are you bashing in now at this point just hair you're hurting your hand most likely if anything yeah, hair and brain <laughs> it's just so arthic i don't know did they allude to the uh the flamethrower being in the uh in the garden shed before yeah he, you know, when, when, uh, when yeah, was that when, when Cliff went to go up on to fix the uh, antenna. There we go. Yes, I remember. I was like, oh my gosh, I think he's they gonna showed go get it the flamethrower. Hell yeah, yes. I think they showed it in Toolshed. Wow. I think I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, that's gonna be important. That's gonna come up. I really want to see that shit. Yeah. That then it then he went ham with that and that was awesome. <laughs> I uh, think my favorite part of that whole scene was Cliff just taking the the dog food and just <laughs> chucking it yeah. oh, oh yeah, my god oh, oh and then smashing awesome. in her face yeah, yeah like it was just like boom yeah and, and she just starts immediately screaming her brains out yeah. and it's like oh my gosh like <laughs> everything just went crazy after that you know the the dog or dog what fuck. was her name Brett Bretta uh no I remember Randy Brandy. Brandy, yeah, yeah, Brandy, you know, just going crazy on tax and like uh, the Italian his nuts. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then I think they only showed they might have only shown it like real quick. I think what is this right uh, for Tex? Like after he uh, after the dog Brandy uh, switched over to the to the to the girl, like Cliff started to just like boot stomp his face like into like the like, yes. The, the front, that, like the doorstep or something. Uh, that did happen. That that was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. There's just so many great things about that fight scene. And I think another great part was after Cliff gets tackled and he just notices the knife sticking out of his hip. You know, he he, he just doesn't miss. He, I mean, he he kind of pauses for a moment, just stares at the girl that did it, and it, without skipping a beat, just grabs her by the head and just starts slamming her face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ah, there's there's nothing like a good Tarantino fight scene, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I, I'm thinking probably I'm gonna probably go back and see it again, but I'll probably go see it with my dad. And my dad definitely was very cognizant of all that stuff back in the day. So oh. I'm sure I'll get his feedback watch, on. Watch, that he's gonna stuff. walk out. He's gonna walk out because it's like, oh no, I don't want to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> no, or he's gonna walk in and be like, "That's not the way it's happened." Okay, yeah. He's gonna. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Yeah, that's probably I, all the people who saw it and are like not liking it are probably like, "That's not how this happened." Like the historical accuracy on this is a farce. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, uh, there was a small note I read up on this part. I'm not sure if it's too important or if it was intentional, but uh, earlier in the film, Leonardo DiCaprio was talking with that little girl about um, the book he was reading, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It was called Easy Breezy. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how it was about this cowboy who was the most badass cowboy in all the land but he after he took a hip injury he had to deal with the rest of his life and figure out what's going on and mm-hmm. you know at the finale of the movie cliff gets injured with the stab wound to the hip mm. so i guess that so cliff might is be, easy breezy yeah cliff is the easy breezy of the story but at the same time you know both him and dicaprio are one and the same you know mm-hmm. they live half of a you know a double life I suppose they're both in, in, enveloped in this Hollywood lifestyle where, you know, DiCaprio is actually living the, the nice, easygoing part. And Cliff is just dedicated to his craft. You know, he doesn't complain about it. He does all the dirty work, mm-hmm. uh, but he's still Carrying wants to be part load. of it. Yeah, he carries the load. So, yeah, small thing I read up on. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't one thing. Um, I guess, I don't know, and this might go into like the director's cut version where I was watching the credits and it said Tim Roth was supposed to be in it, but it said it was, he was cut. And so I'm guessing that Tim Roth was supposed to be Charles Manson. Uh, no, no, Charles Manson was in the film. Oh, he was? Yeah, he was there. Yeah, because they had to right when they moved in. Yep. Right when they moved in and said, oh, where, where is so-and-so? Who was Tim Roth supposed to play? Uh, I think he was supposed to be... Not not Steve McQueen. Was it Steve McQueen? No, it was um Burt Reynolds. Oh. oh. I don't know why Tim why he'd be Tim Roth would be cut. I thought they always I thought they worked like him and Tarantino work a lot uh, together. Yeah, I don't know then. Oh, but a uh, funny thing, uh the actor who played Charles Manson is also playing Charles Manson in Mindhunter. Yeah, funny really? funny well, side. What? side yeah. Wow, same universe. Yeah. Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> Does that mean Cliff is going to show up in Mindhunter and just, like, stomp his brains in? Yeah, and then they're going to assemble the the Tarantino Avengers in okay. Mindhunter. Okay. <laughs> Pen pending. We're, yeah. we're trademark. trademark. <laughs> we have a treatment. All right. Well, I think we have pretty much wrapped up um, that. Any final thoughts? Yeah, go see it. Yeah, see the movie. Um, if you're just tuning back in now after the spoilers are done, uh, spoilers, we are out of the spoiler zone. See it again. So go see it. And, and see don't this, cry in front of the Mexicans. Yeah. Oh, and definitely uh, go pee before you use the restroom yeah. way in advance. Don't get anything to drink um, and, uh, and use the restroom <laughs> beforehand. Yeah, no coffee, no bang energy drinks, yeah. especially. Oh, <laughs> Sean, oh you, that sounds you like a, a bang? Sean especially. I, I did, and, you know, I wanted to get hyped up for the movie, you know? Yeah. And, and you got yeah. too hyped up, and you had yeah. to use the bathroom right <laughs> um, So, all right, well, that wraps up our uh, review and in-depth review of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, this is a segment where we talk about what we're going to decide on what we're going to see for next week so we can review that and then also anything else that they're interested in taking a look at. So um, obviously we have some possible choices already. Um, I heard Hobbs and Shaw is one. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other ones that maybe you guys want to consider? Dora. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that. Well, <laughs> really? I kind of want to watch it. Sean and Ben wow, will right? go. 
Sean, okay, so, Sean and Ben will be the Dora Explorer people, and okay. they can like, let us know what happens. Like so, Tomb Raider, but with Dora the Explorer. The Explorer, yeah. Cool. And yeah. with Danny yeah. Trejo and Benito Del Toro. Come uh, on. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Come on. Are, are we really voting that as the movie of the I'm, week for next I week? I am not. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think really I can. It has to be one that is... It has to be one that's coming out or one that's already out. Like one that's already out. Well, that, right now the movies watch. that are coming out is uh, The Kitchen, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, Brian Banks, The Art of Racing in the Rain, and Scary oh. Stories to Tell in the Dark. Tell in the Dark, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm for sure gonna see Scary Stories uh, to Tell in the Dark, just whether or not it is picked. But um, for sure, I'm watch down it. for Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I. Is, would it be a problem if I haven't really seen the other one? Don't worry about it. Actually, Hobbs and Shaw is they, supposed to be a spinoff. Like, yeah, it's it's in the same universe, but they yeah. don't really... I think it's a standalone direct, movie. But, yeah, they don't directly mention but, a lot of the main characters. But what about Han? Oh, you'll just have to see the movie. Oh. By the way, oh. there are three post-credit scenes, so make sure you stick. Wow. Thank you for one that, One of them is Han, right? So they're pretty important. And they're... Ooh. Two really cool um, cameos from people that actors that you wouldn't expect to be in a fast. Paul Walker. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. You'll you'll just have to stick till the end. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds. I knew it. Well, thank Uh, you, thank you for Sean for that. So we look forward to. We'll be talking about. Join us next week when we will be talking about Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, and uh, we look forward to hearing about. Uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold from Sean <laughs> and Ben. Uh, I'm sure Stu will probably not be the only one watching Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I'm sure Ben will probably end up watching that at some point. Uh, so we look forward to getting your take on that. Um, the movie that I'm looking forward to seeing that's not Fast and Furious is The Art of Racing in the Rain. Really? Want, I want to see the talking dog. You really want to see Hero or the guy from Heroes and a dog and Amanda Seyfried. Yes. I mean, you're going to see Dora the Explorer, Ben, so I don't know. Yeah, what. but it has Benito Del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, need to, we need to cover more movies, I think. That's what what's happening. But I will also probably also see The Farewell, so I have, I have a busy weekend coming up. Yep. We all got our homework. Yeah, so um, anything else that you guys want to talk about before we go ahead and sign off? Anything interesting, new movie, trailers, or uh, TV shows that you're going to be starting? I think a good investment for all of us would be to get that unlimited uh, Edwards movie. Thing. Oh yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, are you guys on any like subscriptions at the moment? I am on AMC. I have yeah, the AMC. I'm, I'm not, but because I saw, um, uh, I w- I went at like at a eleven some showing, so it was like you know matinee price. Um. So, but yeah, if if we end up doing this, if this becomes regular, I'll probably do. Yeah. That. So, um, but we definitely, I think, uh, as much as we like, we, we all see movies on solo, I think we definitely should, uh, try to schedule at least one, once a month, we all go see a movie together. Yeah. Uh, okay. Try sure. To- but definitely. Okay. Maybe, maybe the big, David. yeah, what? <laughs> maybe, uh, the, maybe like the big ones, um, like, uh, I don't know. Whatever we, we, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. See you tomorrow, guys. All right. Yeah. Or the so, explorer. All right. Yeah. Well, this is uh, Sean, Stu, Ben, and David signing off on two and a half Sinos. 
please Cinco. still vote, go over or Cinco's go over to the uh, straw poll and vote on the name, but it probably think... won't matter. We're still going to end up being the two and a half dose and a half Cinco's. You said it. You heard him. Cinco's. and a half Cinco's. 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 I'm with Ben now. So if it's Cinco's, it's going to be spelled with an S. Uh, nah. I don't know if I like it. It doesn't make any sense. That's the reason why Ben said he liked it. Cinco is with the five instead of an S. Ooh, Ooh, there you go. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm feeling that. And that's why yeah, we have Sean on the yeah. podcast. Hey, <laughs> John, beautiful, beautiful. look forward Love to it. having you on next week as well. It was good uh, speaking with all of you. Thank you for joining us once again on uh, Dose and a Half Cinco's. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Welcome to the love and hate David Chen segment of the show. Yeah. Tell me, Ben, what do you hate about David this week? I mean, what is there not to hate? I mean, the name, the face, the smell. I mean, God. The smell? The sound. Definitely the sound. Oh my God, if I had to listen to a podcast with David Chen on it, like... I think I think the my thing is I hate the hair. The hair I just gotta go. The hair is the worst. Is. Oh my god! I, I don't even understand what he's doing with it. I mean, is what, he trying to be hair? a mop? Is he trying to be a broom? What is? It? I don't know, but <laughs> it makes me hate so him. So. <laughs> he's definitely the worst Chinaman on the show. Oh, I'm, I'm the only Chinaman on the show. <laughs> he's the worst Taiwanese on the show. Yeah. Really, <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> and easily the worst. <laughs> but it's not even close. <laughs> okay. All right. This um, week's episode brought to you by Amazon Prime. Yeah. Oh man, we. I wish we were sponsored by Amazon Prime. That'd be, yeah. the, then we yeah. would literally just be like, oh, yeah. we don't need to do anything on this podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Podcast. Uh, yeah, because Jeff, just Jeff Bezos really needs us to really promote uh, Amazon Prime because I don't think enough people are. Well, using you get it. free two-day delivery. Actually, yeah. it's one day now. I'm oh, yeah, it's true. Or some, Amazon Prime now. Sometimes it's one day. Or, Sometimes, actually, it's eight hours. Actually, there was one time where I needed something. I needed... Oh, it was actually Thomas's present. I huh? I forgot to get him one of the presents. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, you know, I need to get over there. You know, and it was like the night before. And then huh? I, I went to go buy something or look for something. I was like, hey, if you order now, you can get it by tomorrow morning. I'm like, oh. Uh, buying it now <laughs> I'd, I'd have been more impressed if you had it delivered directly to, to Thomas's house, house be no, like, I, uh, I did deliver it to Thomas's paper. house that was the best part except he went up to me he's like hey Ben did you, did you get this from me I'm like yeah and he's like oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the he question said, is actually the best part really oh wait yeah he because we got there and he already had it yeah and he said that um, he, he said it was really it. weird no, he said it was really weird because uh, no one delivers to his house, so he's just like, <laughs> he thought it was something suspicious. Uh, I don't know. Oh yeah, I threw it in the trash. <laughs> yeah, that was a bomb. I actually called the police and they uh, took it away. <laughs> that was yours. Um. <laughs>